All right, lads, and welcome back to another episode of the Off The Line podcast with myself and Jamie. Hello, everybody. Jamie's here. Hey. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing a weekly bosh, aren't we, Jamie? We are. We're not so we're weekly. We're doing a weekly bosh. No, well, we, we've struggled recently because there's been double game weeks and such, and that's quite a lot for me and Jamie to handle mentally to uh, to, to cover game weeks and such. But this week, we've been given a reprieve because, obviously, it's, it's, it's FA Cup week. Mm. Uh, this week, so we've been given a little bit of time to to cover the the past Premier League game week, and it was an eventful one in many ways. Jamie, uh, yes, a couple of shock, a couple of shock results, uh, a couple of last minute goals, and a couple of very dodgy refereeing decisions that we can we can definitely go over. Yeah, uh, on this episode, mm. what we're going to do is we're going to go over some of the big games from this weekend, depending on you know based off talking points. We're going to start off with Newcastle against Southampton. It's another victory for Newcastle against the Southampton side that have shipped 11 goals in a week. Starting to get very worrying for them. Yeah. Next up, we're going to talk about Manchester United and Everton. Hmm. Uh, a game that we will discuss further later, of course, but uh, another defensive nightmare for Manchester United. It has cost them points at home. We'll move on. We'll talk about West Ham and Fulham. Not the game. Um, made, not the not the game. The game was an absolutely turgid affair. But we we're going to talk about, obviously, a certain refereeing decision that has led to um, a lot of controversy in recent weeks. With in recent days, with you know the the, the reaction on social media and certain things. We'll we'll discuss that later, and we'll finish off talking about arguably the biggest game of the season so far: Liverpool against Manchester City, which was some would say predictably one-sided. Uh, mm. I don't want to. I don't want to claim anything, but you know, did call it, Jamie. I did call it. Anyway, Dead on. should we crack on? Yes, let's go. Let's go. Right, Newcastle against Southampton. This one ended three-two. Yeah, uh, and it's it's another bad game for the for the Saints. Um, obviously, Newcastle really kind of raced into a, a, a two-nil lead pretty early on. By, yeah. by the twenty-fifth minute, they were two-nil up, uh, and Takumi Minamino got one back. Newcastle Good obviously added. Yeah, Newcastle added to their lead in added time at the end of the first half. Um, Southampton, while they look better in the second half and a, a really great goal from from James Ward-Prowse, mm. then failed to score in 40 minutes against 10 men, Newcastle. Yeah, in the second half. it's looking dicey for Southampton fans. You know, it's 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 not their their strikers are very much off colour. You know, Ings and mm. uh, Ings and Adams are definitely you know, but. This is what Newcastle bring. They they bring defensive stability, whether you like uh, whether you like uh, Bruce or not. But what I will say is you cannot understate the influence of Alan, Alan St. Maximin. And obviously no. he's come on. He started the game, and also Joe Willock with another good debut from him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's big to mention. I think St. Maximin just brings a whole different dynamic to that Newcastle team. Because without him, they're very predictable. They've got players that just sort of don't have a lot of creativity. But as soon as St. Maximan gets on the ball, the whole team has confidence to go up and um, and have a go. And that's what they did against uh, against Southampton. And, and he's just so good on the ball, getting past people. His pace is ridiculous. And um, yeah, it was just a good game from Newcastle. Well done to them for sort of keeping the scoreline at bay, despite... You know, finishing the game with nine men, as you say, but yeah, mm. worrying for Saints uh, and results like these could see them slip further and further down the table unless they sort of buck their ideas up. Because 
you know, you're not going to get the free kick penalties <laughs> at the no, edge of the box no. at the moment. Uh, uh, James uh, Ward-Prowse is... At some point, these are going to stop coming off, aren't they? Yes, definitely. <laughs> they can't rely. They can't rely on James, David Beckham, Ward Prowse to come <laughs> in and uh, and rescue them from these yeah. kind of situations every time they find them. So, I think failing to score against Newcastle with 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 you know who are I understand they're sat back, but lost a midfielder. They've got ten men. You know, it's it's Newcastle also, I believe, lost a couple of players to injury during the game as well. Yeah, um, obviously, Jamal Lascelles. More than a few. Uh, they lost Mankio, yeah. St. Maximan went off injured, and Wilson went off injured as well. So yeah, it was a it was it was a big big it was a troubling day for them, I suppose, in terms of kind of injuries. Mm. But they got the three points, and uh, Steve Bruce looks to have really turned that team round a corner. Yeah, um, as little as Newcastle fans seem to want to believe that. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Manchester United against Everton, a game that Manchester United, for all the world, looked like they'd won, and then. Uh, it's that man again, isn't it? It's that man again, Dominic Calvert Lewin, uh, popping up for Everton and rescuing them a point. Yeah, I watched. I watched. A, one, I watched a little bit of this game. I didn't watch the whole thing. And you know, United. You, let, let's face things. United are serious title challengers now. Yeah. I don't think that can be denied at this point. You know, they keep winning games, um, but. Sometimes their defensive frailties just come to the fore, and you know that. that I mean, stepping stepping off that defensive line like Maguire did in the last minute for Calvert Lewin's goal was just textbook stuff, really, and um, yeah. stuff that you shouldn't really be conceding, especially in the Premier League. Uh, but you know, it's a spirited performance from Everton. You know, they've they've scored two goals in three minutes just after half time. The perfect response to being two 0 down, and props to them because yeah. you know. It was it was a it was a really solid performance from Everton, and I think they'll they'll look to build on a, a point like that away at, at United. Anything Definitely. Definitely. from you? Um, I think you, you do have to you do like you said there is note to be taken on Manchester United's defensive frailties again. You know, I've, I've we've said it all year. It's been coming up over and over again. Harry Maguire is very prone to lapses in judgment at key moments in games. Mm. You know, you, you go back to looking at the Tottenham game where he 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 failed to fail to clear the chance for Hyung Min Son, and you look at other moments this season. Harry Maguire, in you know key key moments in games, completely loses the plot mm. for for lack of a better term. This game, I mean, you look at the way he was defending that set piece. Yeah, Spurs. You know, this is the last minute of the game. You're, everyone else in the side is holding such a structured and strong defensive line. Yeah. And Harry Maguire's three yards deeper. You know, it's a lapse in concentration. It's a lap. It's laziness. That's two and points that, lost for United. Yeah, as well. and that, and that's that, this is a United team that have got title aspirations this season. Yeah. You know, you you can't make mistakes like that. I know what he going to Solskjaer came out in his post match and said that um that they don't have aspirations for the title. They do. Um, they they shouldn't be considered title contenders. They are. They I'm not are. being funny. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer knows as well as anyone else. Manchester United are going to be considered title contenders this season. Mm. He wants to kind of play it down because they've had a bad result, but they are title contenders, and that is the end of the story. So yeah, absolutely. And if he doesn't sort out these defensive issues, then they're going to start slipping back towards scrabbling around for for a top four place if yeah. Liverpool improve. So they've got to sort it out and. Harry Maguire also is not doing much for his image before before the Euros in the summer. 
in my opinion. I mean, defending like that, Gareth Southgate can't be looking at that and being impressed with it. Mm. I think he still anyway, goes, but it, obviously the mistakes are are quite worrying. Yeah. Definitely for you. Because especially especially with players like James Tarkowski and Tyrone Mings still, Esri Conser and Connor Cody, Connor Cody as well. Yeah. You know, these kind of players are, are are not making the mistakes that Harry Maguire makes, and you're going to have to start wondering whether. Southgate is going to pick Maguire based off his placement in a bigger team, or whether he goes for some uh, goes for something different and picks a player who arguably will give you a better performance. What I will so say, we, we, finally, on that point is I've just watched uh, West Ham versus Man United in the cup, and Maguire didn't put a foot wrong all game, uh, and mm. I think a lot of his. I think we hold Maguire to a higher standard, and of course we do because he's a fifty million pound player and he's United's main centre back, but. Yeah, it, I mean, it, performances like these do do sort of bring his position into question. But we'll we'll mm. see what happens with that in the summer. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely do videos on what we think the England squad will be by the end of the season and, and looking at the Euros. But yeah, uh, should we move on? Is the next one Fulham yeah. West Ham? Is that right? Fulham West Ham. Um, I won't talk about uh, the game. Fulham were way better than West Ham uh, for most of the game. We never really uh, threatened at all. Uh, props to them it was a terrible performance but I think it was somewhat overshadowed by a decision made in uh, in the 96th minute which magically seemed to unite every single person on Twitter every person <laughs> in in who I was talking to certainly uh, and, and anyone with a working set of eyes um, mm. it, it genuinely baffles me that that was given. Uh, I, do you want to sort of give your opinion on it before I go off about it? First of all, I want to say that the, the the backlash and the reaction to Mike Dean and sending death threats to him and his family is oh, yeah. completely out. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. No one's condoning that. No. You know, he's made a bad mistake, and Mike Mike Dean is what someone who is definitely known for enjoying a bit of theatre and enjoying. A little bit of spotlight on himself when he when he gives these decisions, but no one deserves that kind of reaction um, coming off making a decision on a football pitch. Yeah. 100%. That being said, do I think that Mike Dean had refereed for ninety six minutes minutes a really turgid game, and was given the opportunity to write a headline <laughs> with with a moment that definitely, I mean, everyone. Everyone, Jamie, knew it wasn't a red card. Every single person watching the game, every Fulham fan, every West Ham fan, every football fan watching that knew it wasn't a red card. Yeah. Mike Dean apparently watched it 23 times yeah. and made the decision that it was. Now, do I think that he got it honestly wrong? No. I think that Mike Dean has taken that as an opportunity to write a headline. If I'm being brutally honest, mm. I think that Mike Dean has overstepped the boundaries of what you should be doing as an official there. Yeah. Um, it's obviously been, I, I hope I haven't heard, has it been subsequently revoked? It has, has been it rescinded. Been, it got rescinded. Um, I think the day after we put in the, the, the day after the game, we put in the appeal and the day after that it was rescinded and Suchek played against Manchester United uh, in, yeah. in the FA Cup and, and, and plays in the next couple of games because he would have missed three games, which is a yeah. massive loss for, for West Ham because he's been absolutely fantastic for us this season. Uh, listen, Mike Dean. You know, of course, no death threats should be sent to his family. It's absolutely disgusting behaviour. Nobody deserved that sort of treatment. 
Um, however, that doesn't absolve him from criticism as a referee. Um, no, of course not. And I think, you know, it's it's two red cards in one week that have been rescinded. The Jan Bednarek one against Southampton. Uh, we had Tom on last week saying, you know, talking about that decision. And, and I've got a lot of sympathy with that now. It, it yeah. just screams like in, severe incompetence. It, it really does. And, um, you know, if, I, if he continues to referee elite football matches, because this is the Premier League, man. It's the Premier League. You cannot be making decisions like that. 23 times, as you say, he's viewed that. Lee Mason as well, he should be. He should be taken off VAR duties because it's just an yeah. absolutely disgraceful decision. The The argument was that he's clinched his fist. Oh. It, 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 it just didn't happen. He didn't clench his fist no. at all. He was trying to get round Mitrovic. Mitrovic even talked to Mike Dean on the pitch and said, that's not a red card. Don't send him off. Uh, you know, Mitrovic you know, made a bit of a deal of it, which I'm honest, honestly, I'm a little bit annoyed about. But it's a whole hoo-ha over nothing and two red cards yeah. rescinded in one week. It's just... It, it baffles me that he's, you know, yeah. he should be still allowed to, to officiate at that level. I was going to say, that's the strange thing. You, you look at kind of... I mean, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if he's been spoken to behind the scenes, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of punishment for these referees getting these decisions wrong. Yeah, if you if you're if you I said this to the, the to a few of my friends the other day. If you are at a job, if you're doing your job, uh, you, you know, just in everyday life, if you are going about your job and going to your job, if you were to get two or three things a week right wrong, that the company or wherever you work has to fix or has to apologise for, you know, you, you're going to be in trouble for something. You yeah. you will be spoken to, and your, your job will be brought into question. There appears to be no apology from Mike Dean, first of all, from for, for getting these decisions wrong, um, which which I think there should be because I think there is an element of disrespect to a player when you when you send them off and you you could potentially open their careers up to to trouble. You know, they could end up fined. They could end up if they fall out of the starting lineup, someone else comes in, and mm. then they spend an elongated amount of time outside of the starting lineup. You can really affect a player's career with a with a, with a red card, and I worry that referees now with the aid of VAR are just flippantly throwing them around for everything. Yeah. Um, and it's becoming a real issue. And mm. referees are not receiving uh, the the due, due punishments that they should be receiving for getting these things wrong. Um, there's no... They're not advocating or taking ownership of the decisions. They're not apologising for them. Um, and it is starting to look like this is more of an issue to do with officials than it is to do with the actual system of VAR. Yeah. You know how you can look at that and think it's a red card is beyond me. It's baffling. Mm. This is uh, I could sit here and go on about it for for hours. This is exactly what I, VAR mate. was brought in. This is this is exactly what VAR was brought into to fix, and it's just baffling that they continue to get things like this wrong. Mm. It's uh, like I said, both of us could sit here and shout until we're red in the face, but. Yeah. I suppose we we just have to hope that we just the powers want that be some consistency in the decision making, consistent consistency in the application of the of the rules, consistency in the rules. You know, it really it really does baffle yeah. uh, a lot of football fans, and and you know, a lot of people are falling out of love with the sport because of it, and that's not what we want to see at all. 
you know, J- Jamie well, Redknapp you... immediately in the <laughs> in the aftermath went. It was just sat there with Bobby Zamora. <laughs> it just baffled, absolutely baffled, as was everybody on Twitter. And um, mm. you know, it, it really does, as you say, it affects a player's career. Thomas Suchek hasn't received a red card in two hundred games of his career, and yeah. just doesn't look like the sort of player that's going to elbow someone in the face. <laughs> but you know, no. you know, it, it is baffling. But here we are. This is this is this is the Premier League at the moment, and and it is it is scary. Yeah. You can only hope that the, the, the kind of powers that be, PGMOL, the FA, UEFA, FIFA, whoever needs to make this decision to change to change this round and make whatever changes need to be made to, to, to rectify this system, they need to be made as soon as possible before, yeah. before things become even worse. Yeah. Anyway, we move, we move on from that. It's quite a, it's quite a, actually quite a sad topic in a way. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to Liverpool against Manchester City. Yes. A game potentially season-defining for yeah. both teams. Definitely season-defining, uh, I'd say. It was, it was definitely a performance of a team ready to win the league against Absolutely. a performance of a team struggling. Mm. You know, um, a, a special mention to Philip Foden, who is what every single week now, every single week now proving... He is good enough to to be considered as as one of the best in the league. Absolutely, not just one of the best young players, but out and out in his own right, one of the best players in the league. Mm. Absolutely superb again for for Manchester City, dancing between defenders, scoring a great goal, setting a goal up. You know, you can't you can't teach that kind of talent. He's a fantastic he's a fantastic player, and uh, City are very lucky to have him. Yeah. Have you got anything else? I mean, uh, Gundogan was brilliant as well. Have you got anything else to say about City's City's performance? We'll move on to kind of talking about Liverpool in a second. But uh, have you got anything to talk about with with yeah. Manchester City? Uh, they're just a complete team, really, aren't they? They're they're yeah. so complete as a unit, uh, and the players that they've got are just performing out their skins. Uh, you see players like Ilkay Gundogan, who especially deserves a mention. You know, despite the penalty miss earlier on in the game, and it was a very poor penalty. You've got to be testing the keeper there at least, uh, yeah. putting it on target. Um, he's just magnificent. He gets into all the right places. He picks the perfect pass every single time, uh, and and this is why Gundogan, you know, might be up there in in terms of player of the season at the uh, at the end of it if he continues this sort of form. Uh, but then yeah. you've just got players like Raheem Sterling, who sort of went under the radar. Despite a brilliant performance, you know, got the first penalty, um, and 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 a, and a goal, obviously, just a, a whole team performance from City, and they look like they're just going to uh, romp the league from here. But uh, yeah, definitely, <clears throat> definitely. I, I think City are fantastic, and they're 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 you know Pep Guardiola's got that team motoring again. Players like you know Stones and Diaz were also fantastic again at the back. Yeah, um, we'll talk about the we'll talk about the penalty decision at length in a, in a minute because I think there is there is something to be said about that as well in terms of refereeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Stones and Diaz were fantastic again. Gundogan was remarkable in the middle of in the middle of the pitch. You think Liverpool lost four one and City also missed a penalty. Yeah, um, it, it does speak volumes about where these two teams are in terms of. Confidence, confidence yeah. ability, a lot of things, and obviously the news about Jurgen Klopp's mum's come out today. Yeah. Whether that would have affected 
him, whether it would have affected Liverpool's performance as a whole. It's it's, it's possible, you know. I don't want to speculate on that because it's it's obviously quite a, quite a raw topic at the moment. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to speculate on whether that would affect Jurgen Klopp. I don't think so, personally. I think he's a, he's a, he's a remarkably professional man and uh, a remarkably yeah. professional man. I, I will I, say, I obviously, to... rest in rest in peace to to her. It's it's a horrible thing to happen to to Klopp, especially with the travel restrictions that are are going on uh, between the UK and Germany at the moment. He can't go back and sort of. Uh, yeah. go and go to the funeral and that sort of thing and that must be absolutely horrible for for, for the Klopp to endure yeah. um, but we're, we're just purely talking about Liverpool's performance um, nothing to do with with, with Klopp you know uh, we'll move on to sort of the performance they started off with um, Henderson again at centre-back despite sort of having their new signing Kabak yeah. on the bench and Nat Phillips as well who hasn't played poorly at all in the past couple of games um. Yeah, it, it's tricky because I feel like Henderson improves that midfield so much that yeah. I feel like it would have been probably a wiser decision to to you know try and keep keep the momentum going for a player like Nat Phillips who 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 can who who played very well against West Ham when I saw him he, no, no problems at all from me from from yeah, my perspective. Yeah, I, I think I think with if I'm Jurgen Klopp, I think the thing is with Klopp. He looks at this city side. He's going to try and go with the most experienced lineup yeah, he can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he obviously played Curtis Jones in the midfield, but out of all the midfielders, I thought Curtis Jones actually had the best game. Yeah, um, Thiago had a I terrible Curtis game. Jones, Thiago had an awful game, and Thiago continues to struggle in this in this division. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a lot of joking going on on social media. I think he will come good. I don't think a player of his class can can just disappear. I think he will find his rhythm. Um, but Curtis Jones looks a real talent. Mm. Um, my, my my one qualm with 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 the scoreline and Liverpool actually getting a goal is that the penalty wasn't a penalty. No. It's another it's another one of these weird decisions where, I mean, it looks so blatantly a dive. It's it's horrendous. Yeah, that it's even been questioned. It's even been you know, it's it's so horrendously untruthful and unsportsmanlike what Mo Salah is doing and it's now got to a point where we've implemented video refereeing to be able to watch these things back and we're actually rewarding diving yeah if someone had said to me that video referees would begin to award simulation in football I wouldn't have believed it for a second no. I would have you know because you, you watch these things on, on television and you watch them back and you say, well, that's a dive. That it, it seems clear as day to us. It was Ruben Diaz's hand made minimal contact with Mo Salah's trailing arm. Yeah. Not enough for him to throw his arms up. It's, the, it's you know, to, to hold his arms up in the air and scream and roll and all of this. It's like, it, it's bringing the game into disrepute, honestly. It is, it is. absolutely. These, cons- these consistent... Decisions, and it's not even the fact that Salah's doing it. If Salah does it again, gets booked for diving, and the game carries on, it's not an issue. Mm. But Salah's done it, you know, and the, his team's been rewarded, and he's scored the penalty. Um, so it's exhausting actually to watch to watch it happen over and over again. Another another weekend full of full of you know VAR controversy, which is overshadowed. Yeah, I think officials' controversy was more this week than the actual application of VAR. Yeah. Um, 
listen, the it, it is absolutely st- stupid that that's being given and barely being checked. And, mm. you know, but that shouldn't overshadow a, a, a really good City performance. Obviously, Salah's like this. He's done it before. He'll continue to do it. It gets him penalties. It gets his team penalties. And he's going to do whatever it takes to win because that's his mentality. Uh, you know, I, he played a game against West Ham earlier in the season where, you know, it's the arms up, it's the legs up, it's the throwing back of the head and it's the fall into the ground. And even, you know, with minimal contact, it's still given as a penalty. Uh, you know, it's so it's so poor and I can't believe that's the state of our game at the moment. But uh, here it is. Uh, anyway, I'll move on briefly. Alisson absolutely lost it with... Um, mm. With with those yeah. mistakes that he made, uh, I don't think that's very typical, Allison, and I think he will bounce back from that. But the mistakes that he made were so blatant and so. <laughs> I mean, it is baffling to 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 see a goalkeeper of that quality make those kind of mistakes, and you do wonder the the psychology of that because uh, you know everyone was comparing him to Carius. Uh, in the Champions yeah. League final, and I don't think sort of I don't think that's I don't think that's fair. Allison is Allison is a you know is a great goalkeeper. You yeah. don't need to goalkeepers have these games where I think that the essence of being a goalkeeper is that if they make a mistake, it leads directly to a goal. Yeah, and I think Allison was suffering from a, a you know making one initial mistake, and he just his head went for that amount of time. And it cost his team. It happens. You know, goalies make mistakes. Hmm. You have to, and it will be a mark on the kind of player he is now. You know how he bounces back and how he comes. You know how he comes back and performs in the next few games because City, you know, Liverpool are going to need him to to recoup from that very quickly mentally. Yeah. Sometimes players don't. You know, look at Kep- you look at a player like Kepa. He didn't. He he was making mistakes, and he couldn't recuperate his his the mental side of his game quick yeah. enough. That's just the reality of sometimes the way that goalkeepers deal with situations. Mm. Um, no, dead on. Anyway, anyway, overall great performance from Manchester City, and yeah. they they blew Liverpool away, and now look like clear favourites to to come away with the league at the end of the season. Mm. Should we move on to doing a, a few predictions? Yeah, we'll just do games, a couple. The big games of the weekend. Uh, we'll start on Saturday. Uh, 12.30 kickoff. Liverpool, uh, Leicester City at home against Liverpool. It's another huge game, uh, isn't it? In the context, it's a massive of, game of top four, top four. And, and even yeah. Leicester's title aspirations as well. I think I, mm. I don't think Leicester are out of it as well. You know, you talk about City and United and Liverpool as the only title contenders. I don't think Leicester yeah. are, are out of this at all. And with a result against Liverpool, that could really sort of launch pad them to 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 the higher end of the table at the end of the season. Obviously, they'll be looking to avenge the reverse fixture. I think Liverpool won sort of 3-4-0 and it was quite handed. Uh, mm. But, you know, this Leicester side has this result in them, I think, yeah. definitely. And I think with the Liverpool side that are just so low on confidence and and obviously yeah. facing a lot of uncertainty at the moment. I think, yeah, you've got to remember, this is a Leicester side that's picked up results against Tottenham, Chelsea and City mm. this season so far. This is the you know these guys these this is not Leicester City of kind of two three years ago that had just won the league and we're we're going to finish eighth or ninth yeah just sort of cruising. This is Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers has rejuvenated this side into a into a team that are now definitely a big a top six team. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, undoubtedly a top six side. Hmm. And uh, 
I think I think Liverpool could struggle away at Leicester. It's, yeah. it's you know, especially given their lack of defensive, you know, the lack of defensive stability at the moment. You're playing against Harvey Barnes, Jamie Vardy, you know, James Madison. These 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 very powerful attacking presences. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game. I'm going to say Leicester are going to get a win. I think Leicester will win two 0 I think Liverpool are, are, are in a rut at the moment. Are really struggling for form. And uh, Leicester City could well, could well come away with 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 a decent result here. Mm. So I'm going to say Leicester are going to win two 0 Yeah, I'd normally say a draw for this game, but I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go Leicester here as well. Uh, I think a, a narrow sort of two one one nil win, one goal margin win for Leicester. Uh, I just think Liverpool are so low on confidence at the moment, and I think there's a bit of a negative atmosphere around the club. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. Uh, but we'll move on to later in the day. Uh, Man City versus Spurs. Massive game uh, for, for both teams. Again, it's another tester for, for City. They obviously lost the reverse fixture to Spurs uh, at White Hart Lane. Yep. And they'll be looking to rectify that and uh, you know build on the performance against against Liverpool. But if they perform even half as well as they did against Liverpool, I'm, I'm sure they will dispatch Spurs. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm actually gonna, I'll, I'll go for a, a City win. But I feel like Spurs are a bit of a bogey team for City, so this is a potential banana skin in terms of sort of the the title race for them. What do you think, Sam? Oh, it's a difficult one to call. Obviously, Harry Kane returned um, against West Brom yep. and put in a put in a typical Harry Kane performance. Yeah, uh, linking up with Song Hyung Min again to provide provide the two goals in that one. Hmm. And uh, it's it's an interesting. It's definitely a fixture that has produced some good games over the years. You go back to the, the Champions League a couple of years ago, they, they they met each other and produced some fantastic, some fantastic kind yeah, of what a moment that was. spectacles. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great one. Jose Mourinho against Guardiola is a great managerial battle and, and one that will be waged on Saturday mm. at the Etihad. It, it, it it's a definitely a difficult one to call. I'm gonna go in Man City. Uh, edging it because I, I do think they'll have more kind of in terms of a general game plan and all over the pitch their quality now um, yeah. and if anyone's going to be able to stifle the, the talents of uh, Harry Kane and Son it's going to be Stones and Diaz at the yeah, back for City 100%. this is going to be their first this is going to be the biggest test they're going to face all season coming up mm. against these two trying to trying to, trying to limit their ability. and Ndombele playing a lot better now as well for Spurs yep yeah, definitely it'll be interesting uh, but no, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with City to win two one. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll go three one City. Uh, well, I wanted right. to pick one on Sunday. There's not a huge amount of uh, massive games. We'll go. Uh, no. What do we think about Arsenal versus Leeds? That's the game I'd pick from from Sunday. Yes. Well, these these are two teams you know currently sitting in and around the middle of the table. Arsenal obviously on a bit of a disappointing run of form again yeah. at the moment, especially after um, that struggling Wolves result. Uh, struggling a little bit with with. Uh, with with some press at the moment, obviously with with Loney William Saliba having a bit of a <laughs> having an interesting time of things at the moment. We, we, I, I wouldn't recommend anyone who's listening to look any further into that. It's 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 a bit of a disturbing topic uh, <laughs> in terms of the video that's come out of of young William. We don't need to we don't need to go into too much detail. No, on that here. You know, if, if that's what he's happy doing, that's what he's happy doing. We're completely supportive of it. We just don't think that. It's the kind of thing he would have wanted in the public eye, but uh, Arsenal leads. Um, it's difficult to call. I think Arsenal's kind of 
balanced Mikhail Arteta approach will will counteract Leeds's gung ho swashbuckling attacking style quite well. I love um, your word choices. It's so beautiful. Obviously, Patrick. Obviously, Patrick Bamford um, got a couple goals in the game the other day. Looking in really good form. Slowly rediscovering some form. He obviously he did have a bit of a he did have a bit of a slump. Um, but he's slowly coming back into the fold now as as one of the better goal scorers in the Premier League. Yeah, and uh, Rafinha whether, as well. It's definitely going to be a clash of ideologies here. Um, uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang obviously struggling for form, but Bukayo Saka will, will will be the difference here for me. I think I think Saka will be able to really get at, get at that Leeds back line, um, mm. especially if they are as pressed and as stretched as they usually are. I yeah. think he could cause a lot of trouble for, for, for Leeds. So I'm going to go with 2-0 Arsenal. Okay. And uh, just leave it there. All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, 3-1 Leeds. I'm going to go opposite right. to you because I okay. think Leeds are on a really good run of form at the moment. Um, and I think, you know, it's not going to be a draw. Let's face things. Leeds have, no. uh, Leeds have won no. 10, lost 10, drawn 2. So yeah, they don't it's they very don't much a, it's a black and white sort of team, uh, right. and I think that they'll they'll definitely be up for it and going to the Emirates. You know the the, uh, the away advantage. It seems like this year more games won away than at home in the Premier League for the first time, uh, yeah. and that's got something to do with the crowds. But I, I like Leeds at the moment, and I think they they're playing really well as a unit. And you know mm. if, if they win this game, they go four points clear of Arsenal. Yeah, which is huge Western for them. Year. It is, it is massive for them. Anyway, we'll move on to talking about uh, the two Monday night games. Big yeah, night for the Yeah, because we're narcissists, so teams. we'll talk about... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about our teams. Yeah. <laughs> Big night for the Offline Podcast. Both and friends. Teams are... Yeah, and friends. Both teams are involved. Uh, West Ham United, first of all, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, six o'clock, we've got Sheffield United at home. Um, Sheffield United obviously losing to Chelsea. Last weekend, in a, in a, in a, they, they, it was a spirited performance from them, but obviously beaten, beaten in terms of of quality in the end. Yeah, uh, and West Ham don't have a striker to it, labouring to a point against Fulham. Well, you do. It's just whatever Mikhail Antonio decides to. No, he's got hamstring injury. He's, he, I don't think he'll oh, be available not? for the uh, Sheffield okay. game. So we do go into Ooh, this match without an uh, experienced striker. Uh, I look at the game an in interesting. Uh, an interesting. Um, Gone. Team, it'd be, well, it'd be an interesting, <laughs> be an interesting lineup. Now that your owners have left you completely <laughs> shafted, <laughs> completely us. abs, you know, completely without a centre forward. Yeah. Now that uh, Michael Antonio has inevitably succumbed to his 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 papier mâché hamstrings. Yeah, I think. So we'll, we'll, yeah. Listen, we've got Andre Yarmolenko as our striker at the moment, who is a winger who's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think the fake Carlton put out a tweet saying, "How are West Ham not able to build an attacking presence with a with a geriatric Chernobyl survivor <laughs> up top?" Oh God! <laughs> and it made me laugh. A this lot. is why his, this is why his account gets banned yeah. so often. Yeah, he's the best account on Twitter. <laughs> I, I won't have anything said about it. Um, I think we've looked right. passive the past few games. If if I'm being perfectly yeah. honest, and I think Moyes will be looking for a response especially against a, a Sheffield United team that have been struggling this season yeah. and are looking to mount a, a, a great escape. What do you reckon for this game? This is the game you can't lose. Yeah. This is the issue with playing these teams. 
is that when you play Sheffield United, this is uh, without a doubt a game you cannot lose. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was very worried about Chelsea playing Sheffield United the other day because obviously, again, it's a banana pill. They're a team that have beaten us in the past. They're a team I don't want to lose to because mm. it, it it says a lot about about your squad and your season. Um, I think West Ham will win. I think West Ham will win comfortably. I think this will be a, a, a kind of drop back down to earth for Sheffield United, who've who've kind of been riding a little bit high on a on a on a kind of the hopes of revitalising their season. They uh, United I think win. going going away to um to the London Stadium and and trying to get a result against against uh, West Ham will be tough for them. And I think I think because you haven't got a centre forward, West Ham will definitely dig in in this game defensively and, and will focus on just not conceding goals. Hmm. Uh, and I think you'll get some on the break. So I'm going to go with a 3-0 West Ham win. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know what you're going to predict for this one. I'm, I'm still going to predict a West Ham win because I still believe in the quality of our players. Uh, I think yep. we will be without uh, Angelo Bonner uh, this, this weekend, which is a bit of a miss for us. But I think in the second half against United, we deployed a five at the back, which was far more successful than what we started with. Whether yeah. we go with that on on Monday night is is another thing, but you know we'll, we'll, it remains to be seen. I just think we've got more quality than Sheffield, uh, and hopefully that shines through for us, uh, and we sort of continue to mount our challenge for top six, top seven, top eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll move on right. to the Chelsea Newcastle game then. Sam, what do you reckon right. for this one? Okay. Well, it's 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 almost. I'm really struggling to predict Chelsea games at the moment because I'm on cloud nine. I'm happy. We're performing <laughs> again. We're getting results again. We've just beaten Spurs. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm a happy camper at the moment, Jamie. But I'm I'm waiting for this inevitable bubble to it's burst. Bad, yeah. And uh, Chelsea always seem to struggle against Newcastle. Mm. And it, it, it's, it's been an issue. It was an issue definitely when Frank Lampard was, was manager. We, we, we lost away there. Um, Obviously, we're at home on Monday. Potentially, without the services, is Thiago Silva, which would be which would be a big loss. Thomas Tuchel said in his press conference the other day, he is hopeful of getting him back for that game. It's not a serious injury. It was, it was, it appeared to be kind of a dead leg or, or a small kind of bruised muscle, something like that. It wasn't a tear or a pull on on his hamstring. So it's a, uh, mm. it's 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 an interesting. It, 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 it should hopefully sort itself out by Monday. Yeah. Um, if we move on and talk about kind of how Newcastle are going to be injury wise, they obviously are struggling after after the players that, that went off yeah. at the weekend. The extent the extent of those injuries is still yet to be seen. Um, whether they'll be fit for for Monday is is, is questionable. Yeah. Um, Alanson Maximan especially is someone who's just come back from one. So whether this is just an extension upon that injury or a, a completely new one, um, a lot of the news surrounding that has been kind of kept under wraps, whether that's because Steve Bruce is trying to keep his cards keep close things, to his chest. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll find out. I, th- I think we will get a result. I think Newcastle, while they have performed in, in recent weeks, will struggle to break down the way that Thomas Tuchel is playing football. You know, it is... It's five at the back. It's defensive, but when we go, we go at pace, and it is really quite impressive watching us attack at the moment. Especially mm. given the fact that Timo Timo Werner seems to have, have found a kind of a, a new level of, of of confidence and seems to have come back into the fold a little bit performance yeah. wise. 
Uh, obviously, got man of the match against Sheffield United last weekend and was 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 directly involved in both goals. So I'm I'm happy to see him performing again. Yeah, and Mason Mount as well is just is oh, what a player. God, what can't, a player? Can't, can't even vocalise my love for him, Jamie. <laughs> God. I, like I got into about. a call with you the other day with some of our mates, and he was just going, Mason Mount, 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 Mason Mount. <laughs> I just finished, just, just finished watching it. Oh, he's fantastic! And yeah, I love seeing you happy. <laughs> it took, it took, um, it took Thomas Tuchel sixty minutes to realise that Mason Mount is completely and utterly undroppable in yeah. this side. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully that that will that will carry on. Look, I, I've said a lot about Chelsea. I'm very happy with Chelsea at the moment. I think we'll win because yeah, so do I. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to lose. So I'm going to go with uh, 1-0. I don't think it'll be... I'm going to go 5-1 Chelsea. Oh, Jamie! Timo's Timo on the score sheet. That'd make me so happy. Um, (laughs) I just think this is where Chelsea really springboard. I don't think Newcastle will have... Yeah, as you say, it depends on the fitness of Alisson Maximan and and that sort of thing. But I, I, I still think that that back five can still keep Maximan at bay just ju- just yeah. due to the quality of the back five you know wh- whether I don't know what did you say about Thiago Silva I don't think he's quite ready for the game is he he's, he picked up a knock against um Spurs. against Spurs uh they're not sure what it is it's 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 a it's an injury in his thigh it doesn't appear to be a kind of a, a really bad pull or a, a, mm. a tear it's more of a kind of impact injury or it's 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 yeah. it's a very small tweak and uh thomas tuchel said in his press conference the other day he's hoping that he'll be back by monday it's going to be a push yeah but fitness wise he's hoping that um with a player like tiago silva he'll be back by monday yeah um obviously with with players up at the age of kind of 35 36 you do have to be careful with 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 these kind of injuries because um they're not they're not you know young bodies anymore they can they can be affected a lot yeah. more so I don't think we'll I don't think we'll we'll be uh, you know rushing him back into the side. I think I think to be honest, Anders Christensen did a good enough job against Sheffield United and can fill in the gap there. There's there's a lot less there's a lot less stress on on each of those centre back positions now that there's three yeah. of them. Yeah. So definitely. it'll be it'll be an interesting one. But I th- I think either way we should we should be able to pick up a result. And I'm I'm glad that you seem to think that this is this is where we kick it up a gear and and start to start just start battering teams. So I'm I'm, I'm happy about that. Okay. Um. And we'll leave it there. Yeah, that take was, us out. Uh, <laughs> I'll take us. I'll take us out, um, boys. It's been a pleasure, as it always is, sitting and talking to you guys about uh, about football. If you agree with anything we said, if you disagree with anything we said, drop us a message on the socials. It's out yeah. off the line podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment, leave a like, subscribe, turn the bell on, all of that wonderful stuff. Uh, and yeah, I think that's about everything there is left to say. Perfect. It's been an absolute pleasure, boys, and we will see you next time. See ya.